Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Hey fam, I'm Jada Pinkett Smith and this is the Red Table Talk Podcast. All your favorite episodes from the Facebook Watch Show in audio. Produced by Westbrook Audio and iHeartRadio. Please don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. On September 6, 2021, five-time Emmy-nominated actor Michael K. Williams was found dead. Michael's nephew is telling his story for the first time. Fentanyl, an urgent warning. I'm positive that he would not have knowingly taken fentanyl. Fentanyl is everywhere. Middle schools, concerts, parties. We went back to my place, the four of us, and we were doing some coke there. Fu was my friend. See, this is the part that's hard to talk about for me. Three of your friends died. What is fentanyl? A hospital-grade painkiller now turned into a deadly poison laced into drugs like marijuana, cocaine, Xanax, and Percocet. It's like playing Russian roulette. It's cheap to make and incredibly addictive. It's invisible, odorless, and you can't taste it. Olivia took one pill, and it took her off the face of planet forever. Wow. It was grains of sand worth of fentanyl. Fentanyl is now the number one killer of adults ages 18 to 45. The scariest part? People have no idea they're taking it. The life-saving red table every family must watch. I would be dead. There's no question in my mind about that. We have to get focused. We are doing fentanyl. This is going to be a good show. Yeah. I need you and your siblings to pay attention. Mom, let me ask you a question. Ciao. While you were using, if you knew this was on the street at the time and people were dying, do you think that would have helped you stop? No. 
absolutely not. Really? I'm so glad that it wasn't, because I've OD'd before. Right. I would definitely be dead. Right. I, I, that, there's no question in my mind about that. Right. On September 6, 2021, five-time Emmy-nominated actor and producer Michael K. Williams was found dead from fentanyl. Michael rose to fame playing Omar Little, one of the most memorable characters from HBO's iconic series, The Wire. I ain't never put my gun on nobody who wasn't in the game. Critics called his performance a groundbreaking portrayal of black masculinity on television. By age 19, Michael's battling a raging drug and alcohol addiction. On his 25th birthday, he was brutally attacked with a razor blade, resulting in the scar many say defined his career. Michael spent years in and out of rehab. There was some turbulence in my young adult life. I'm a recovering addict, you know what I mean? Drugs was um, my way of coping with the pain. Last September, he relapsed and ingested heroin he did not know was laced with a deadly amount of fentanyl. Just weeks ago, four men were arrested and charged in Michael's death. Michael's nephew, Dominic, was the one who discovered his body. He's telling his story for the first time. We're really glad to have you here. Thank you, Jada. I think a lot of what happened, what I saw on September 6th, I'm still processing. Yeah. yeah. Michael was an amazing human being. Mm -hmm. What was going on the day that you found your uncle? I was shopping with my wife. Mike had some work to do the next day and had reached out to him the night before. And I was concerned that I had not heard from him. Mm -hmm. We made the decision yeah. you know, go to his house. And I went upstairs, opened up his door, and it was quiet. Michael always played music. That wasn't the case. I stuck my head in. I said, Uncle Mike, are you in here? And I observed him deceased, immediately called 911. They mm -hmm. said, listen, you know, do you want to start some compressions? And I said, I'm telling you, he's, he's, he's deceased. He's gone. Yeah. He's cold. I spoke to Michael's publicist, and she said, Dominic, you know, this is going to be on the news in like another hour, I'm yeah. telling you. And I looked out his window, and I saw all the reporters, and, you know, I thought about, you know, the responsibility. Right. And my responsibility, my accountability to get the word out about yeah. how this doesn't have to be you or your loved one. Had he shown any signs before then of a relapse? Mike was doing well. He was working on a book. It did not appear to me that Mike was sliding back into hmm. uh, addiction. I've been home four years. I served a long time in prison. Mike and his nephew were always close. When 19-year-old Dominic was convicted of murder, Michael remained his mentor. Dominic shot and killed a man while defending his twin brother, Nolan, in a fight. He was sentenced to 25 years in prison. Could you or would you have handled the situation differently? I lay down at night in that cage, and I say to myself, what happened? Where'd you go wrong at? In 2017, Dominic was granted clemency based on his leadership and positive impact on the prison system. He ended up serving 20 years. 20 years, seven Ooh, months, yeah. 18 days. In the four and a half years that I had been home, Mike didn't appear to be overwhelmed or dealing with any major issues. Right. But Michael also worked really hard not to 
have the things that he was going through weigh on other people. That's right. Yeah. And he was an actor, right? And mm. you can, you know, yeah. you can fool people. Yeah, you can yeah. convince people that you're okay. okay. But what I would say is this. I'm positive that he would not have knowingly taken fentanyl. Oh, oh absolutely you know, not. I know I that. agree with exactly. you. I know that, like, I know my first name. Yeah. Why was it important for you to come today? Fentanyl finding its way into our communities mm. yeah. mm -hmm. is the reason why I know Michael would want me here. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. A huge part of what my life entails now is honoring his legacy. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, we were young black men coming up in a really rough neighborhood in East Flatbush. Yep. And Michael believed we don't sit back and just look at things fall apart and just and just uh, let become it complacent. Yeah. And if we do, we're complicit. Exactly. We have to work hard to make people aware about what's happening yes. so that other people don't have to feel the type of pain that I felt. Yeah. yeah. My understanding is that you're actually living with Michael's mother. She's an amazing human being. She's 94 years old. Wow. And her grit, her strength, you know, I, I see where Michael got her from. <laughs> she is just amazing. It makes this process of grieving just a little bit more tolerable. Yeah. Now, I know Michael had a long, long history struggling with substance abuse. Yeah, well, from a young age, he struggled. Right. And uh, I'll never forget, I was about six or seven years old. This is right before his first rehab. And he came to my house early in the morning and it was a little argument that ensued because his substance abuse yes. and, mm -hmm. you know, family was, you know, a little fed up. Michael looked me right in my eyes and he said, Dominic, look at me. Don't you ever, ever, ever use drugs. Yeah. And then he put his hands on my face. I could feel his breath and he said, mm -hmm. do you hear me ever, ever, ever? Wow. And that stayed. And that stayed. That's so beautiful. Wow. And when I was in prison and felt like insanity was creeping in on me, I would hear that conversation. Right. One of the things I try to live by is this mantra that I have that, you know, a setback is a setup for a comeback. Mm -hmm. The history of our people is about mm -hmm. coming back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 100%. Is there anything else you want to share? I want to say thank you so much for just letting people know that there's no one on this planet that's perfect. That's right. right. Mm -hmm. To use these conversations so that other people can figure things out, that to me is so important about the work that you guys are doing here. Thank you. At our Red Table Talk. Yeah. People are gonna be listening, they're gonna be watching, they're gonna be saying to themselves, if this can happen to an amazing human being like him, it can happen to me. Absolutely. And if we can prevent that, then we're doing the right thing. Absolutely. We all win. That was nice, sad for my soul. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. Acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. 
We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature. And of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how, I don't know where, I don't know what. God, if you show me, God, if you tell me, God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you. This headline-making tragedy is a terrifying warning. Last September, comedian Kate Quigley met up with three friends after performing at a comedy club. Like Kate, two of them were stables on the L.A. comedy scene. 
Enrico Colangeli, Fuquan Johnson, and his friend Natalie Williamson. The four ingested cocaine, but did not know it was laced with fentanyl. Kate passed out and was unconscious for 17 hours. She woke up disoriented, unable to move her legs, and made a grisly discovery. Her friends, Fu, Rico, and Natalie, were dead. Kate is here to share her story for the first time. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you guys so much. So what do you remember about that night? Oh, man, that night was so crazy. First of all, I'm so horrified people died. And I was nervous to come here because you feel shame about something like this, you know? Yeah, sure. But I'm so grateful to have a chance to talk about it. The hardest part for me is, okay, well, Fu was my friend. Rico I knew, and Natalie I just met. I wish I knew more about Nat. She was so nice. I just met her that night. She wow. was hanging with Fu. Wow. wow. Fu was the best. She was so real. That's what I loved about Fu. Love he that was, name. He Fu. Was Fu Quan. <laughs> he was awesome. This is my friend Fu Quan. Yeah. Fu. I said we've met 45 times. He says we've met approximately 1,000 times. I think it's more 1, like... 1,003. That, that's why I loved him so much, so... I did a show. I saw Fu there. I saw Rico at the club, too. We went back to my place, the four of us, and we were doing some coke there. I mean, after a comedy show, honestly, like occasionally that's like a kind of normal night, right? It's not like it was a crazy night of partying. I always like like to do it for fun, but I was always a baby about it, honestly. Like I'm the one that does like the quarter of what everyone does, which is why I lived. I just did like teeny bit of a line. Wow. And then um, I went to the bathroom and what's wild is on the way out of the bathroom, I couldn't even button my pants. I was already that disoriented. Right. Wow. And I said, something's not right about this. I don't feel well. I so walked... you knew something was wrong? Right away. Yeah. I felt nauseous. Yeah. I sat down, and that's the last thing I remember, and I passed out in this chair. Enrico was sitting across from me in the room. Sorry, it's hard for me to talk about. It's okay. Um, Take your time. But anyway, then I passed out on the chair, like, sideways. And when I passed out, my legs stayed in this chair. My head hit the floor. So anyway, that was like 6 a.m. I mean, it was like the morning, morning. And I woke up and it was dark and it was like 11 at night or something. Yeah. And first thing I thought, I swear to God, is, oh my God, why is it dark? My doors are open. All I saw is Rico. Wow, so all those hours hours. had passed. Yeah. I was just so confused. I couldn't feel my legs. Wow. But I thought, like, they were asleep. I went to stand, and that's when I really realized. Yeah. And I started to get scared. I started saying, hey, Rico, Rico. I thought he fell asleep. He even still had, like, the guitar. He was holding a guitar in his hands. It never crossed my mind he was dead because he didn't look dead. I couldn't see Fu and Natalie because my head was on the floor and they were up on a couch around the corner. And so I called my uncle. I still thought Rico was okay until... I threw a shoe at the door next to him and he didn't wake up. I started to panic. Oh, right. And then like two minutes later, my uncle walked in and immediately he walked over and he touched him and he was cold and he called 911. Oh, right. The rest was, I mean, see, this is the part that's hard to talk about for me. It was horrific. Yeah. Three of your friends Died. died. Yeah. It was hard. When the paramedics came, and they were like, are you into hanging out with dead people? Is that your thing? Ooh. You like partying with corpses? Ooh. 
That's what you and your friends do. You like dead bodies. But I don't want to sound like, oh, what was me? And the rest yeah. of the night was brutal on me, but that's like my own fault. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh-huh. I had total kidney failure, three ruptured discs in my back. Three ruptured discs because you, the way you the way were. I passed out. Oof. And also, they're not very nice to you at the hospital when they think you're a junkie. Yeah, right. that's true. They're not kind. You almost feel like the only people that understand are the people that died. Yeah. And then they're gone. I felt guilty like I didn't do more, but mm-hmm. then I know I couldn't. I've just been having a hard time with like not feeling uh, like I have to defend myself. Totally. What did you learn from this experience? Just everything I thought mattered doesn't. Mm-hmm. You know, because you're in this business, when things get real tough, mm-hmm. there's yeah. not many people that stand up yeah. for you. And those people are all you need. Yeah. And it's like money and all the things you just think make you happy, but in the end, like, it really makes no difference because in a minute, yeah. it's gone. It's gone. Like that night, we were laughing. Yeah. And 30 seconds later, it's over and it just changes you. And for me, like, drugs was never an issue as much. For me, it was always a party thing. So my whole career, people hated on me, but the trolls and all the haters, it never got to me, but it did with this. As tributes and high-profile condolences poured in, vicious finger-pointing began. On the comedy circuit and in social media comments, Kate became a pariah. She says she has been repeatedly blamed for the deaths of Fu, Rico, and Natalie. Some have gone as far as accusing Kate of killing three people. It's different to be called a murderer and stuff people would say to me, like, that's my friend. Right. He was very not about image and all this Hollywood stuff. He was just, like, real. I feel like he's with me sometimes. I feel him around my house. I swear to God, like, when I'm having a hard time, I feel that sometimes. So that's been helpful. Yeah. I have felt so isolated at times in this and so, like, no one can understand. So what has been a coping mechanism? My therapist gave me this tip. Sit down and write a note to yourself from your soul. Like, your soul doesn't judge you. Like, your soul wants to be proud of you. And then write back and forth. And I never spent time alone with my thoughts like that because it yeah. terrifies me. Mm, yeah. So, like, when I wow. am having trouble now or I beat myself up, I'll do that. I'll sit and do that. It really helps. Totally. Give me an example of how you beat yourself up. I know I've been deal- trying to figure out um, how to deal with the PTSD stuff. Yeah. I definitely have had trouble controlling some rage and some parts of this where I've sent some texts that I wish I hadn't or lashed out at people in a way that's not something I would have ever done before. I moved into a new apartment and for like three weeks just stayed home, barely showered, didn't leave my house. I I just cried so hard. I don't know anyone else who's lived through this, to be honest. It's terrifying. But I'm like, maybe I live to talk about this because people mess up, man. It's okay to start from the bottom again, you know, and just kind of dig out. I don't know. Be careful with your drugs. I mean, I still don't know where the guy got it. Right. Just like that. It's that easy. From wanting to have a good time. Totally. To your life turning into a nightmare for a minute. Right. The thing about this that I really think is important, I think there's this misconception they think people are trying to buy fentanyl. Or, right. And it's, it's, and it's not, not that. that. It's, it's a not poison that. drug. So you want people to know that 
you don't know when you buy cocaine. Right. It could have exactly. fentanyl exactly. in it. So it's not like you're like, hey, let's go out and get, get some low. fentanyl. Yeah, you no. know what I mean? It's like, hey, this is we've done lines of cocaine before, and it's not yep. like you overdid it. And you didn't know that it was even fat. And you don't know it's in there. Yeah. yeah. Was there anything else that you might want to say? I have gotten reached out to by tons of people who've lost loved ones from this. Tons. Kids. But like for the people that have reached out, I'm so, it helps. Every positive message helps. I really, really mean that. And I'm grateful. Really grateful. I haven't gotten to speak to like um, the parents of Fu or Natalie. Oh, I would be happy to. I think you... Gaining the courage and the strength to share your testimony is really powerful and important because you. what you've been through is heavy. Your testimony could literally save a life. Yeah. You know. I hope so. Yeah. No, I'm still a mess. And, you know. We all are a mess, I'm, I mean, Kate. I'm still a mess. Welcome and, to the table. Welcome. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely don't want to sound like I've got it together. By any means, yeah, I don't. No. But it's yeah. one day at a time. It's honestly. one day at a time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, that night... I wish it didn't happen that way, yeah. but I can't fix it. All I can do is try to move forward and do better. 100%. No, thank thank you. you guys so yeah. much. Thank okay. you. Olivia Green's mother has barely left the house since her daughter's death just over a year ago. She agreed to fly across the country in hopes of saving another child's life. This is Olivia's story. 15-year-old Olivia Green was a creative and fun-loving teen with an infectious sense of humor. She loved to dance, make silly videos, then go to camp every summer. Where are you going, kid? Camp. She dreamed of being a marine biologist. Hello. Today is Mother's birthday. Olivia had three siblings and was best friends with her younger brother, Jet, who is on the autism spectrum. Last April, the night before Easter, Olivia told her mom she was having a sleepover with a friend, but ended up meeting an 18-year-old male she was chatting with online. He gave her a painkiller that was unknowingly laced with fentanyl. Soon after. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature. And of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. 
the war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Olivia was dead. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. It's very hard. I know this is really, uh... Yeah. It's very fresh. I mean, this is loss you never get over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us what happened? Yes. Yeah. It was Easter, and my cell phone rang, and it was four in the morning. And, and it was the hospital. And they asked to speak to the mother of Olivia Green. And I was like, this is her? Is Olivia okay? Can you just tell me? So I'm not going to panic on the way there. And they said, we can't talk about that over the phone. So I just went in the clothes that I was sleeping in and rushed straight there. I told the triage I'm the mother of Olivia Green. And she just got up out of her booth. I went straight to the back, and then she told the security to come stand next to me. So now I'm really worried, like, did Olivia do something bad? Then the emergency room doors opened, and like eight to ten doctors came out. They pulled me into this little room, and I was like, um, is Olivia okay? 
They just put their heads down. And they shook their head. And they said, no, we're sorry. We tried everything. So now I'm confused. What happened to Olivia? And they just said fentanyl overdose. And I'm like, fentanyl overdose? I, I never heard the word fentanyl before. Right. I know what the word overdose means. You abuse drugs. Right. We're not talking about the same Olivia. Mm-hmm. My Olivia's a little girl. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness. And um, they asked me to verify my name and her birth thing. And they said, it's, it's the right Olivia. Yeah. I just started screaming. So I was like, I need to see her right now. Because I think it's my <laughs> family to show up so they can be with me. Yeah. Crime scene walks in and they said, sorry for your loss. We need to take pictures. Like crime scene. So I just seen them take the white sheet off of her and <sighs> I saw Olivia's cheeks. <laughs> my Olivia. I was so confused. She was completely naked and nobody knew anything. Where did you, you know, think she went that night? She was supposed to stay at her best friend's house and she lied to me and went somewhere else. Right. She went to go see a guy right. who was an adult. I think he was like 19. She was a little girl. And this is someone that she met online? I think they met on Snapchat. I have no idea. And detective said she barely knew Like, they just met. So the detective was able to talk to the guy mm-hmm. that she went to see. Because he, he called the police. Right. But he didn't call for help right away. Do they know what drug he it gave was, her? It was a Percocet. It was a Percocet. But fentanyl is what killed her. Yeah. It never made the media. Little girl dropped dead and nobody thinks this is important. When she died, it's it's almost like they looked at her like she was a drug addict, right. like her life meant mm-hmm. nothing. And I don't use the word overdose. Overdose implies that you knowingly and carelessly took too much of something. Right. Olivia took one pill and it took her off the face of the planet forever. Right. She didn't overdose. It was grains of sand worth of fentanyl mm. yeah. that killed her. She was poisoned to death. Right. So it, it looks like Olivia's father, Bruce, <laughs> is going to join us by Zoom. Hello, Bruce. Thank you. Thank you for having me. What is it that you would like us to know about Olivia? I beg God. I mean, I beg God for a little girl. And he blessed me with Olivia. And then 15 years later, she's gone. It's not one of the roughest things a parent will ever deal with. It is the roughest thing a parent will ever deal with. Absolutely. The initial drug dealer 
that puts the fentanyl inside of all of the Percocets and everything else, he's a murderer. I mean, he, he knows the fentanyl is killing everybody. And he's right. sticking it in weed. He's sticking it in everything that you can possibly find so you can make an extra dollar. Exactly. What happened to the man who gave Olivia the drug? So he made the 911 call. Right. And there's a law called Good Samaritan Law. Uh, so he was the hero. In New York City, as long as you call the police, you don't get charged. Wow. Wow. Inside this law, there's no stipulation of times. So if he sits back and he gives Olivia a pill at 12 o'clock and doesn't decide to call the ambulance until 4 o'clock in the morning, he's still safe. Wow. Yeah. And she was a minor. Yeah. He was an adult. She was naked. It doesn't matter. So Olivia will never get justice. I'm so sorry. And we have to live with the fact that this guy still walks around in the streets. Yeah. I heard a voicemail from the guy because I went on social media asking people, help, help me find out who did this. And somebody found out who he was and they told him to turn himself in. And he sent a voice clip saying what happened. And he said he gave Olivia Percocet she wasn't high enough, so I gave her more. This is obviously an illegal Percocet because yes. Percocet does not have fentanyl. Right. right. It's purposely yeah. being laced to get you addicted. Yeah. And my understanding is that you can just get this stuff off the internet now. Like Snapchat. Snapchat. What? Yes. That's crazy. In, you put in the emoji and a list of drug deals will pop up. What? You order a Percocet off Snapchat and they deliver it right to your door the same day. So parents are finding their children dead at the computer. You know, it's 12, 13, 14-year-old children dying. Right. Oh, because they don't, they're naive. Well, Dr. Melissa Clark is a Harvard-educated emergency room physician who has some answers for us. Hello. Thank you for joining us. Hello, everyone. Well, let's start with what is fentanyl. So it has multiple uses within medicine. It's for any severe pain associated with surgery, pain from cancer therapy. It belongs to that family of opioids. So you mentioned Percocet. Also in that family is heroin, is morphine, but 50 times more potent than heroin and 100 times more potent than morphine. We have some photos of fentanyl. Oh, wow. Whoa. Yeah. So that amount can kill you? Wow. Yes, that can. And the problem is fentanyl is odorless. It, it doesn't have a taste. There's no way that somebody could actually know if it's in a counterfeit Percocet pill. When people make these counterfeit oxycodone and Adderall pills, it might be in one pill, but not be in the other pill. So there's wow. absolutely no way to know. It's really almost like playing Russian roulette. Yeah. So recreational users should have their antennas up I know they're, they're talking about these strips that you can get that, that will test the drugs, but it's such a small amount. Is it really going to pick up on that? The fentanyl test strips that you're talking about are effective. Originally created to detect fentanyl in urine, fentanyl test strips are now used to check drugs for this deadly substance. The strips are easy to use and available in about half the country. However, According to the DEA, because no test is 100% accurate, the only way to be sure a drug does not contain fentanyl is to buy it from a pharmacy 
with a prescription. It's one of the things that I'd say if you're using drugs recreationally or if you have addiction, mm -hmm. you should use these strips because fentanyl is everywhere and it's unpredictable. How fast acting is the fentanyl? How quickly will it kill you? When you ingest any opioid, initially you get that sense of euphoria, but then your drive to breathe is gonna go down. Right. You stop breathing right. and that's actually what kills you. Fentanyl can do that within a matter of 10 minutes or so. So the body gets so relaxed that you stop breathing. That you stop breathing. Exactly. And wow. so you basically just go to sleep. And so that would be the same thing that happened to Olivia. Yes, unfortunately so. Right. I know the old school way of parenting is like kind of yeah. keep information away from your children. But I think in this day and age, we have to be the ones educating our children around these kinds of topics. Right. So you and can't it's... be mad at me, Willow, when I'm talking to you. <laughs> I don't get mad at you. This is the thing. I think the awareness is the most important part. A lot of my friends have experimented and it's, it's what you do when you're young, but this is, you just don't want to play that game. Yeah. When I was growing up, I lied to my parents about everything. I lied to you about And you lied about everything. everything. I mean, and you really knew where I was. Nope. I told her I was all, that's why I relate. Yeah. I told I, my mother I was exactly. all kinds of places. I can, I can definitely relate to yes. what happened to you think your child is one place and she's someplace totally mm. different. I, right. I did that all the time. But sometimes you can have a great relationship with your parents, and it's not really about that. It's yeah. just about, as a young person, feeling like there's certain things that you want to do that you don't think is acceptable, acceptable. Exactly. to yeah. your parents. Totally. Okay, so I just wanted to ask you and, and Bruce both, how has Olivia's story saved lives? I didn't know popping pills was a thing for kids. I shared a real graphic post one day to reach as many kids as I can before it's too late for them. And a lot of kids were messaging me, mm. like 13, 14, 15, 16 year old children, telling me that they're already addicted to pills. Yeah. Whoa. And that was a wake up call for them. They're not gonna mess with pills no more because they didn't want to put their mother through what they saw on my post. Right. I even had Snoop Dogg's daughter she shared Olivia's story and wow. said that was the wake-up call for her. Wow. And this is one of the videos in the hospital the night that Olivia passed. Mm. I love you, Olivia. I love you so much, baby girl. I love Olivia, you. I'm so sorry. Please come to me in my dreams. Please. Please let me know you're still here, please. Yeah. That's the only way I'm going to see her. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and in your heart. Yeah. <laughs> I still can't accept that she's gone from a pill. I wish it was from natural causes. Even a car accident yeah. would have been easier for me to deal with. My father's a preacher, and I grew up in the church. And after this, I just lost my faith. To have it taken from you over a pill. Yeah. I'm trying my best to get back into the faith, but how do you? I'm just lost. I'm lost. I totally understand. I really do. Nobody prepares you for the death no. of a child. No, no. Thank you so much. Thank this you. was a real education for me today. 
Thank you. Thank you, Bruce, for joining us. Yeah, thank you, Bruce, and thank you, Dr. Thank you, Dr. Dr. Clark. Thank you. You're welcome. In the past year, almost 70,000 Americans of every age and background have died from fentanyl. We honor their lives by speaking their names. Olivia Green, Fuquan Johnson, Enrico Colangeli, Natalie Williamson, Michael K. Williams, gone too soon because of fentanyl. For some, it was their first time like 22-year-old Cassandra Saldivar, 21-year-old Lexi Allager, a Minnesota singer and a rapper was on a steady rise to stardom. Frankita Davis dreamed of being a dental hygienist. 13-year-old Luca Manuel loved blasting prints in his mom's car. Alexander Neville, Alyssa Norman, Luke Wright, 16-year-old Logan Williams starred in The Flash. His mom said he had an infectious spirit. Angelina Rogers, Shanina Mawit, Gio Perkins. Hamid Ab Aljabar was a community leader in Milwaukee. 22-year-old Charlie Turnin was in love and planning his future. Jessica Filson left behind her three-year-old daughter, Alara. All were loved by family and friends. To join the Red Table Talk family and become a part of the conversation, follow us at facebook.com slash redtabletalk. Thanks for listening to this episode of Red Table Talk podcast, produced by Facebook Watch, Westbrook Audio, and iHeartRadio. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.